Mark Cuban. Going against the norm and, and looking for people who had great ideas is, is really what I look for as opposed to individuals mentoring me. David Stern. Thank you. Those are very kind and generous words. I greatly appreciate them, and thanks for having me on. Jeannie Buss. Thank you for having me. What a nice turnout. It's good to see everybody. Chris Everett. He was very interesting. You asked great questions, so thank you very much, Brian. Damian Lillard. That was for Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Maria Taylor. Oh, thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. And your preparation shows, too. Tim Howard. Well, I appreciate you saying I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Just to name a few. Welcome to Sports Business Radio. Now, here's Brian Berger. Well, thanks for joining us on this edition of Sports Business Radio. Hope you're doing well and staying safe. We are going to look at the business of golf on this edition of Sports Business Radio, specifically the business of Bandon Dunes Golf Resort, which is on the southern coast of Oregon. We are going to have Chris Kaiser, the VP of Operations and Finance at Dream Golf. They are the developers for Bandon Dunes Golf Resort on our show today. I am joined by Sports Business Radio co-founder Keith Foreman. Keith accompanied me to play opening day at the Sheep Ranch, the new golf course at Bannon Dunes. Keith, uh, how are you? I'm great. I'm still in the afterglow. Yeah. Wasn't it spectacular? Uh, for those of you who have not heard of Bannon Dunes Resort or played any of the courses at the resort, the best thing I can tell you is it's stunning, but if you have played golf in Scotland or Ireland and you were dropped out of a helicopter onto a course in the United States, you would think that you were in Scotland or Ireland because Bannon Dunes is just – it's exactly, I think, what they were looking for back in 1999 when they opened the resort, Keith. And a lot of Europeans that come over, especially golfers from – UK, Ireland, um, you know, any of those countries, they can't quite believe Bandon when they see it for the first time. And it's always really fun if you have the opportunity to play with someone, uh, from that side of the world, uh, because they, they just, they cannot believe in the United States of America that, that a facility like that exists. Yeah. And as you and I know, because we're in Oregon, we're able to drive to Bandon Dunes Golf Resort. Their courses are spectacular. They've been globally ranked, but I think Sheep Ranch is the crown jewel now. I think it's the best course of them all. Well, you know, we talk, you see those ratings all the time, the top 100 courses that, you know, everyone can play. And Bandon already has, I think, like three or four in the top 10 or 20. Um, this, I just don't understand how this thing doesn't shoot right into the top of that list as well. I, in fact, I would argue of the, of all of the courses at Bandon, I would argue the front nine on Sheep Ranch might be the most spectacular. In fact, it's so beautiful. It's so stunning, the walk, that playing the game of golf almost gets in the way of it. Yeah. And the other thing that was great about our round at Sheep Ranch is, so my two favorite courses in the world, and, and I know they're highly ranked for you too, uh, Plantation Course at Kapalua in Maui. And then Sheep Ranch and Bill Core was there at Sheep Ranch and we got to say hello to him and meet him and have a conversation with him. And, you know, for golf nerds out there, you all know who Bill Core is. I kind of nerded out for a little bit getting to, to meet him in the rock, in the golf world. He's a rock star. Yeah. He, I, I also had a chance to, to talk with him specifically about uh, Sheep Ranch. And one of the things you'll notice it's, 
compared to the other courses, it's a, it's up a little higher. Um, it's on the northernmost point of the property. And so the wind really gets ripping, uh, to the point that he said they almost, they kind of toyed with the idea of creating two separate scorecards for the time of year you play. Because traditionally in Oregon, a lot of the wind comes from the southwest um, in the later part of the year. But in the early part of the year, it comes from the north, which makes it a little bit colder wind. And so obviously the holes that you're playing based on the direction of the wind completely change. Yeah. The other thing about uh, Bay and Dunes that you may or may not know, audience, the U.S. Amateur is coming to oh, Bannon yeah. Dunes in August. That's a big deal, and they're really proud of the fact that they're hosting the U.S. Amateur. And, you know, there's not going to be any galleries most likely, but it's still an honor to have that thing at your resort. It is, and it'll be dialed. I mean, if there's one thing about that place, you know, during the, the COVID era that, that we're in, they have it dialed. Their staff is so careful. Everything is safe. Everyone's wearing masks. Um, that's as safe an environment as I think I've been in during the, the COVID. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the event itself is going to be spectacular because a lot of the, the, I don't think these courses is, have ever been on national television in the way they will be shown, um, for the USAM. And so where some events really need the, uh, the galleries, first of all, the USAM, the fact that you can walk, you know, inside the ropes, uh, there'll be a, a different level of access and coverage for this event in on those courses. I think they're using Bandon and Trails uh, for the two courses. And with the wind and, and just the newness of it, I, I just think it's going to be great viewing. So I think our audience is going to find this conversation with Chris Kaiser interesting. His dad, Mike Kaiser, who had a very successful recycled greeting card business that he sold – this is just such a fascinating story how Mike Kaiser and his college roommate, Philip Friedman, came together on the Sheep Ranch and how Bannon Dunes Golf Resort started back in the late 1990s. And then, Keith, the business of golf is really interesting right now. We've talked about this on previous shows since COVID hit. Golf is already returned, and it's really set up nicely to be able to kind of function during this time because of the social distancing aspect of the sport. So whether it's the U.S. Amateur, the PGA has returned, or if you and I just want to go out and play a round of golf, you can safely play a round of golf. And, and I think that's going to be really good for the sport. So it's interesting to hear Chris's perspective on that. Absolutely. And, you know, if you're a parent with kids and your kids have been playing team sports and, and that's you know, been threatened, at least in the short term. And you're just, you know, your kids are itching to get out and go do something. I don't know why you would not consider golf. Plus, golf's just one of those games where it's really nice to uh, to have a, a halfway decent game at some point in life. Um, and as I've told my own son, you don't need to be a great golfer. You just need to be enjoyable to play with. And especially when you go to a place like Bandon, it's not about your score. It yeah, you can be intimidated. You know, there's good golfers and all that, but it's such a beautiful place. And that's what makes what, what Phil and Mike Kaiser did originally back in, you know, 20 plus years ago when they bought that land was you just couldn't believe what, what were they doing? What were they thinking? I, I got to imagine they, they faced so many people questioning them. And, and yet in the end, it's one of the most spectacular, you know, uh, places for golf in the entire world. 
They well, really did an amazing job. Yeah, I agree. And the thing is, I mean, this is a common thread with most everyone who joins me on this show. You have to have a vision. And the vision that Mike Kaiser and, you know, Phil Friedman on the Sheep Ranch had for Bannon Dunes Resort to be able to look at that land that was literally just sand dunes and, and coastal land and say, okay, this is the vision for what this could become. It's, it's really remarkable that they had that vision. And out of all the land in the United States, they found this land off the southern coast that everyone, like you said, people, we saw private jets, you know, flying overhead during our round and people are flying in and out from around the world to play golf at Bannon Dunes. It's really amazing the vision they had. Yeah. And, you know, it is, it does take a while to get there. You know, you, you do have to fly to a city you've probably never been to and then get in a car for a few hours and drive there. But that's what, what keeps the place preserved and just so beautiful. And you're not going to see crappy houses along the, the fairways or anything like that. I mean, as they have claimed from day one, it's golf as it was meant to be played. And every decision they've made from, you know, the housing that is tucked away into, you know, areas that you never really see on the whole property, um, to, you know, the, the food options, to, to the clubhouses, to everything. It's just, it's brilliant. And, and, you know, just one last thought. It, for me, it's, it's, it's like the adult version of Disneyland. I still get that same <laughs> feeling in my stomach as you drive onto the grounds for the first time and you, and you walk back to the same areas like, you know, when you were a kid and you'd go, you know, to Disneyland and you'd see that ride that, you know, Matterhorn or Space Mountain, that's what some of the holes are. Um, it's just, you get so excited just to be there. Yeah. I agree. Uh, we thank Man and Dunes for hosting us, for allowing us to play the Sheep Ranch on opening day. Coming up next, Chris Kaiser, the VP of Operations and Finance at Dream Golf, the developers for Bannon Dunes Golf Resort. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. I'm thrilled to tell you about a new Sports Business Radio partner who's going to help you and whose products have been life-changing for me and my family. CBDMD is now the official CBD partner of Sports Business Radio. Many people use CBD products as a regular part of their health and wellness routines, but only the best use superior products from CBDMD. CBDMD has a wide variety of CBD oil products ranging from classic CBD oil tinctures to topicals, gummies, heck, they even have CBD for your pets. From NFL veterans like Nate Burleson and future Hall of Famer Steve Smith Sr. to two-time Masters champion Bubba Watson, CBDMD is tested and trusted by people who know pain. And the best part? All CBDMD products are THC-free. That was important for me. Third-party tested and backed by a 60-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. Look, these are anxious times for many of us right now. We're not sleeping nearly as well. I tried CBDMD's award-winning CBD PM Drops, and I now sleep through the night. My daughter loves CBDMD's Revive Moisturizing Lotion and the CBDMD Freeze Pain Roller for her aches and pains from playing sports. And our dog loves the CBDMD Soft Shoes. And because the products are all THC-free, CBDMD is safe for our family. Dozens of companies have sent me CBD product to try over the years, but none come close to the superior quality of CBDMD. Sleep better, relieve your aches and pains, give your pets treats that they will love. And to make it even easier, 
to see what CBD can do for you. CBDMD is offering all of our listeners 25% off your order when you use the promo code SBR at checkout. Once again, go to cbdmd.com and use promo code SBR at checkout to save 25% on your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. Again, cbdmd.com. Use the promo code SBR at checkout and save 25%. Thank me later. My guest is Chris Kaiser. He is the VP of Operations and Finance at Dream Golf. They are developers for Bandon Dunes Golf Resort on the southern coast of Oregon, including the spectacular new Sheep Ranch course, which opened on June 1st. Chris, thanks for joining us on Sports Business Radio. How are you? I'm doing great, Brian. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. Uh, Bandon Dunes, one of my favorite golf resorts in the world, and it's only gotten better with the opening of the Sheep Ranch course, which we'll talk about in a minute. But before we get into that, I want our audience to get to know a little bit more about you and your family. So, um, Mike Kaiser, your dad is the visionary behind Bandon Dunes. You are now part of the family business. Take me back to the trips to Oregon and, you know, you were 10 years old when Bandon Dunes Golf Resort opened up in 1999. What are some of your first memories of Oregon and Bandon Dunes Golf Resort? Yeah, you know, it really goes back to the early 1990s, maybe the mid-1990s. We would go on family trips to the southern coast of Oregon, and I think I was the youngest of four. Uh, we were probably oblivious to the reasons for these trips. We thought we were going you know, to hike, to raft, to kayak, to explore. Meanwhile, I know my dad's wheels were turning every step of the way. He had scoured the entire East Coast looking for the perfect link site, you know, on sand dunes, on the ocean, and ultimately struck out, couldn't find it. And someone tipped him off to the southern coast of Oregon, which is where he began searching. And he, he started on Pistol River a little bit south of the resort, and we made multiple trips there. He actually bought property. Um, so that's really when it started. I have memories of walking these incredible, you know, majestic beaches, um, with the seascapes and ski, sea rocks out in the ocean. Um, just a sign of, of things to come when he later eventually found the land that is now Bandon Dunes. So those are the family trips. As you mentioned, you know, fast forwarding a few years of zoning and approvals with his business partner, Howard McKee, he, he, was able to open Bandon Dunes in 1999. As you said, I was 10 eating a, a Snickers and having a Coke somewhere in the background around the first tee. Uh, I think somewhat oblivious to uh, to the significance of that day. Yeah. I mean, and then you fast forward to now. We'll talk about Sheep Ranch in a minute. But going back even further, so your dad was Amherst College classmates with a gentleman named Philip Friedman. And they restart, they started, uh, recycled paper greetings with your mom in an apartment in Lakeview, Illinois. They later sold it for nine figures. So the thing that's amazing about your dad to me is he's been a superstar in two different industries, you know, the, the greeting card industry and now as a golf developer. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's pretty incredible. He's able to switch gears over to his passion, which is golf and find success in, in the way that he has, you know, we might get into it. I think his and Phil Friedman's ability to recognize brilliance previously uh, in artists like a Sandy Boynton 
uh, with their greeting card company, translated over to seeking and finding brilliance and golf architects and really putting trust in those people. So there, you know, there are some comparisons. Uh, I think what's interesting to me is, you know, he kind of brags about meeting people uh, running the greeting card business. And if they worked in hedge funds or private equity or, you know, some other corporate position, you know, they'd hear what he was doing and kind of say, oh, that's interesting. Good for you, Mike. And maybe walk on to the next person. So uh, I think he's perceived a little bit differently now that he's in the golf business. There's a little more fanfare around it. Right. Now, at what point we talked about you being 10 years old on the the first tee at Bannon when it opened, eating a Snickers and drinking a Coke. At what point did you kind of formally enter the family business? So it wasn't until 2014 when things really got serious with Sam Valley. Um, you know, I'd always idolized my dad and his success in business was something that uh, I really admired. I wanted to emulate. But I think with all of my siblings and my brother and I, especially, who ended up in the business. He, he never really suggested or or even mandated that we get involved. He wanted to make sure it was our decision that we made the decision for the right reason. So. 2014 comes around, we had identified these incredible sand dunes in central Wisconsin. And, you know, we, we kind of ultimately decided we have no choice but to develop this. Uh, I was running an e-commerce business that I had started at the time within the golf industry. And uh, though it was going well, again, having grown up, seeing my dad's success, I couldn't pass up on the opportunity. So I dove in officially and started working with my brother and my dad on the project. That's exciting. And then, uh, you know, as far as Bandon is concerned, how involved have you been with the Bandon property and, you know, the opening of the sheep ranch, which just opened on June 1st? Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're lucky that we have a mature, seasoned, amazing operations team out there led by Don Crow, who, who you met. Um, so starting in 2014, most of my time was on Sand Valley, but as we've gotten that off the ground, I really enjoy my role. I get to wear a few different hats. So I focused on, you know, new development and potentially even renovations that have happened at Bannon Dunes. I get to touch on finance and accounting with our teams. Uh, I work really closely, as do my brother and my dad, with uh, the operations teams and individuals at both resorts. And then, you know, one of the things I might enjoy the most is the marketing component, uh, where we've recently gotten into putting equity into the Dream Golf brand, uh, the name of a book that came out about the development of Bandon Dunes. And now that's kind of the, the connector, the connecting name and brand of really all of our properties. So I get to touch a little bit of everything, which I enjoy. Yeah. Tell us more about the Dream Golf brand while we're on that uh, topic. How has it progressed or changed over time? Yeah. You know, so I think, um, you know, more recently why we decided to put more effort and I think equity into that name is we found even though Bandon Dunes or maybe Cabot Links and Cabot Cliffs have people visiting from all over the world and you hear of people who might know that, you know, across the country, ultimately they're really, you know, regional resorts. The vast majority of our guests for Bandon come from the West Coast, for Cabot Links come from, you know, Toronto, Canada, and maybe the Northeast and Sand Valley, the Midwest. And we wanted to make sure not only that guests knew they were connected, developed, you know, with the same principles uh, that my dad started, you know, 20 plus years ago, but that they actually started, you know, thinking of visiting those other resorts. So they live in Chicago. Of course, we want them visiting Sand Valley, but we also want to plant the seed and have them plan their bigger trip out to Bandon or Cabot. 
So we're hoping that, you know, the rising tide raises all ships over time by connecting the three. That's great. Uh, let's talk about Sheep Ranch because uh, Bill Core and Ben Crenshaw designed it. So they did Bandon Trails, which is another course at Bandon Dunes Resort for those who may not have been to Bandon Dunes Resort. So this is now their second course that they have designed. And, you know, I'm just going to say this to the listeners. It's the best public golf course I've ever played. So let me set the bar there. And I fully expect when the listings come out for the best public courses you can play in the world for Sheep Ranch to be the number one course on that list. So I, it was spectacular. Um, you know, the, all the holes along the ocean were just phenomenal. And I'll say that 16 is my favorite, the par three, but Chris, as someone, you know, who's been intimately involved with the opening of Sheep Ranch, what's the feedback you've gotten so far? And, uh, you know, I'm sure you love playing it as well. A- absolutely. And, and thanks. It's really, it's really high praise coming from you. Um, it, it's super unique. As you saw, you know, on the first hole, you get hit with, with the ocean pretty quickly with the first green kind of perched up on that bluff. You know, backing up for a second, I would say Bannon Trails, which they opened in 2005, has views, limited views of the ocean, but otherwise it's inland. And I think some people in their camp or friends, people in the industry, maybe advise them not to build it. Luckily, they did, and it, it's amazing. So now here they come to Sheep Ranch, where they were selected to build the course. So there's a mile of ocean frontage. Um, you know, the entire resort up until the opening of Sheep Ranch had two miles distributed over Bannon Dunes, Pacific Dunes, Old Mac. So we all knew that drama existed and sat right there. Um, they were able to crack the code and really why they, why they got the job and delivered such an amazing golf course, as you said, is on 140 acres, which is fairly tight for our resort. You know, our typical course might be on 200 to 250 acres they figured out this perfect routing that maximized the full mile of ocean frontage and I think delivered a course that's super fun, super dramatic. And because we're open to the public, we're a resort, it's also playable and fun really for all handicaps. So uh, hat off to Mr. Bill Corr and Ben Crenshaw. They're, they're geniuses, and they're also amazing to work with. They're incredible people, both of them. Walk me through that process a little bit. So Sheep Ranch was interesting because I never did this, but back in the day, you know, you could go just put a tee down. If you were a VIP or you knew someone, you could go play kind of on the the raw land that Sheep Ranch now exists on. And then you make the decision to formalize it into what opened on June 1st. It seemed to me that was the right decision because it's just incredible land, incredible opportunities, and that was kind of the one parcel of land that you guys owned along with Phil Friedman who owns this particular piece of land, the sheep ranch that had been undeveloped. But, you know, that was a big investment to say, all right, we're going to take it from kind of untouched land to something that the, the masses can play, the public can play. Yeah, absolutely. So they, you know, they, they purchased the property that is now sheep ranch right around 2000, 2001. And it was kind of tied to the, the development and purchase of real estate needed for Pacific Dunes. So Tom Doak, who designed Pacific Dunes with Jim Urbina, um, you know, when this other land came up, I think my dad and Phil spoke and they said, 
we've got to jump at the opportunity. Let's buy the land. And I think it was Phil said, you know, what if, what if we just routed a few different greens and it could be kind of this, you know, free for all throwback concept. And that's how it started. And so that was back in the early 2000s. Phil and my dad on that property are 50-50 partners, uh, which they were at Recycled Paper Greetings. So unless they get to agreement, they're not going to make a change and they're not going to move forward with any new development. So that's kind of where it stood for some time. I think Phil in particular enjoyed it as a private retreat, not only for him, but people he knew and people who, you know, kind of sniffed it out. Um, and my dad was, I think, content developing Bannon Trails, Bannon Preserve, Old Mac, the Punch Bowl. So it wasn't until five years ago we share an office, my dad, myself, Phil Friedman, and a few others of our team in Chicago. Uh, so, you know, we interact with Phil every day. And I think about five years ago, um, you know, my dad said, what do you think? Is it time? And Phil said, you know, I think it might be time. We're not getting any younger. Let's let's do this. And now the sheep branch exists as it does. Wow, that's a great story. And, you know, selfishly for all of us, I, I'm glad that it does exist where anyone can play it now versus, you know, only people who, who know uh, a VIP. Um, the other thing, so give me your, your scouting report on Sheep Ranch. I just said 16 is my favorite hole. I think the opening nine is the best opening nine I've played on any course I've ever played. It's just an incredible – it's like it just gets better as it goes along. Um, 16, like I said, is my favorite hole on the course, a par three where you're hitting basically into the ocean. Um, right. And then I'll tell you what. you know, They had told us that 15, 16, 17, they said, get ready for the wind because it's really windy. They were not kidding. I, I was literally hanging on to my hat. So I've never been to Scotland or Ireland to play golf, but I can't imagine that it's uh, much different. And that's my quick scouting report. But what would your scouting report be for Sheep Ranch? Uh, it's, it's a great question. It's a tough question. You know, I think my favorite poll, if I'm forced to answer it, is number six. Hmm. I think one of, one of the unique parts of the property is that it's not simply a straight line along the coast the way you experience abandoned and, and Pacific. Uh, it's almost like an arrow pointing west. So the six hole and, and 17 holes allow you this hero tee shot where you have to, you have to carry the bluff and you have to decide how much of that you want to bite off. Um, so six to me is a shot that doesn't exist elsewhere at the resort. Maybe that's why I'm drawn to it. Um, you can't argue a 16. Absolutely not. Uh, it, it was interesting to hear, and we also have a special guest survey for people who play the Sheep Ranch. And it was pretty cool to see a, a really even distribution of favorite holes. That was one of the questions we asked. Um, 16's in there, you know, 6 is in there, but even holes like 11, which is an inland hole, the farthest away you can get from the ocean. And I think it speaks to the, just the brilliance of Bill Core and Ben Crenshaw. You know, we, we expected, we hoped they would deliver drama on the coast, but, um, a lot of people saying the inland hole number 11, their favorite, um, I think is what makes the course so strong that there's a lot of great holes. Yeah. Let me get back to the entire resort. So one of the things I've always said about Bannon Dunes as well is, you know, as your title says golf as it was meant to be, um, everything's great there. The lodging is great. The food is great. 
it's not just the golf that is great because if one of the areas falls down, then you kind of leave going well. And and the caddies are great as well. Mm-hmm. How do you you know put on your business hat for a minute? That's an important part of any business is the customer service and the experience beyond the golf course. Right. You guys have gotten that right for 21 years now. How have you done that? That's a great question. Um, certainly a lot of credit goes to our leaders over the years and the culture that they've established. Uh, I think a big part of it is that so many of the people who work at the resort call Bandon in that area home. I think it's a little different than if you go to maybe a hotel in a big metropolitan area where someone might be from a total, you know, different part of the country. This isn't all maybe they're passing through for a few years. So they feel like Bandon Dunes Golf Resort is their resort. It's their home. And they take pride in it and they want to share that with other people in a really genuine and I think informal way. You know, there's no script um to follow, so to speak. So I think that's that's a huge part of it. The the people that we've found are inherently talented, I think, at showing off what they feel is their home and taking great care of people. But again, I, I think a big tip of the cap goes to our, our leaders who anytime you're in a position, you're going to be interacting with guests. Okay. We can always train you on how to operate the POS system. We can always train you on, you know, what information you need to convey on the first tee, but are you naturally a, pe- a people person? Mm-hmm. And in the service business, you know, that's everything. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. Nearly 20 years ago, Boingo dreamed of a world where people could connect to the wireless internet anywhere with any device. Today, that dream is reality, and Boingo has been at the forefront. Now more than ever, staying connected is what matters most. Boingo keeps people connected to the people and things they love with next-generation networks built for the 5G era. They are the largest operator of indoor wireless networks in the U.S., and they work with sports teams across the NFL, NBA, MLS, NCAA, and more. From 5G and CBRS to DAS and Wi-Fi, Boingo is a trusted partner for staying connected now and in the future. Our thanks to Boingo for their continued support of Sports Business Radio. Connectivity is more important than ever, and you can learn more by visiting boingo.com or emailing sbradio at boingo.com. That's sbradio at boingo.com. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. The other thing, too, if if we go way back to the beginning, you know, for people who haven't been to Bandon, Oregon, it's a small, sleepy little industrial town on the coast. And uh, it's amazing for me. I live in Oregon and have since you guys opened to see the growth. So, you know, I'll give you an example. The The airport there was this tiny little airport. And now, you know. You're seeing private jets fly in and out and people from all over the world are coming to play Bannon Dunes golf resort. That's got to make you really proud. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. That's one of the things we're most proud of. We have you know, well over 500 employees in, in peak season and we have roughly 300 caddies in any given year. And those are individuals who live in the area, send their kids to the local schools, you know, shop in local businesses uh, we've also had over the years now 52 Evans scholars come through our caddy ranks. Um, so, you know, they then go off to University of Oregon and, and develop their careers. So, 
again, go, it all comes back to the people, people like Shu who were there opening year. He's now our director of outdoor happiness. You'll see him at the resort. <laughs> That's the, the greatest are- title ever. The director of outdoor <laughs> happiness. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I love that. That's the, seriously, that's the greatest title I've ever heard of. I want that title. Well, he, he takes it very seriously. So he's going to fight off any competitors. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, yeah, it, it really comes back to the people and, and we take great pride in the community that's grown out of, out of Bandon Dunes. So some people may look at Bandon Dunes and go, Ooh, it's public, but. I'm not the greatest golfer ever. And I, I would almost put myself in that category. I, I'm not mm-hmm. uh, a low handicap golfer, let's say. But the thing I love about Bannon is you can go play the par three course, the preserve, which is a lot of fun. There's the punch yeah. bowl, which is the putting course. Maybe just talk about that for a little bit, because I think what you guys have also done is you've created opportunities for the beginner or average golfer at your property as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you noticed that. I think, um, you know, part of my dad's philosophy from, from day one was taking care of what he calls the retail golfer. And, you know, I was listening to your podcast with, uh, Jay Williams and you talked about a personal board. He, he does that with golfers that he knows people mm. who travel and love golf. And before he developed Van and Dunes, they would go on these trips to Scotland and Ireland and just try to pick apart from the trip. What made that so fun? Why did we love that course? Why did we love this trip? What was so special about it? And just because his friends are avid golfers doesn't mean they're great. You know, he was, he was once a college golfer at Amherst. He still hits bad shots. I hit some terrible shots. So <laughs> he knows the people coming. If, if we want them to come back, need to have a good time in addition to, you know, playing compelling golf. So that was one of the elements that boiled down from his personal board, his retail golfer, you know, think tank focus group, um, that we need to keep it friendly. No one likes looking for a lost ball and having the other three people in the group, Hey, can I help you look for it? That's no fun. Yeah. Slows down the round. Nobody enjoys it. Um, so that, that's a big part of how we go about designing the courses. And then even once they open looking out for, you know, the right side of Sheep Ranch first hole. We've got to make sure that's thin so people can find their ball, advance it, keep on moving and enjoy themselves. Exactly. And we're in a really interesting time right now, Chris. Golf has a great opportunity, in my opinion, with everything that we're going through where social distancing is a premium. Golf is a great social distancing activity. And, right. you know, I know you guys already have – thousands and thousands of rounds that are being played at Bandon, but talk about the overall opportunity for golf as a sport to kind of take advantage of being in the spotlight during this time. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because there's some things that have come up during this, this crazy COVID period, but I, I think what has made it appealing during this time why, you know, we had 1,200 golfers come out on opening weekend at Sand Valley. People just came out of the woodworks is because of kind of the universal truths of golf. You know, why do we love it? You're outdoors, hopefully with people that you love or interesting people that you're getting to know. There's a sense, I think, especially at places like Bandon or Sand Valley or Scotland of exploring and adventure uh, and being, you know, led around by a caddy, someone who knows the area. So, 
I think some of the reasons we're being drawn to it in particular right now are, you know, were as true 500, 600 years ago in St. Andrews as they are today and as they will mm. be, you know, I think centuries from now. Um, I guess beyond that, we, we've seen more people willing to drive longer distances and we're keeping an eye out for the longest drive either to Sand Valley or to Bandon. Plenty of people have come up the coast from as far as, let's say, San Diego was the farthest I heard on opening day. Wow. Um, so people getting in their cars, I think in the short term, we're going to see more regional travel. Um, we're still seeing people flying in, but I think people getting in their car, feeling comfortable that they can control their destiny uh, by driving uh, is a trend that we've seen. And we've also seen at Sand Valley more families. Um, you know, during this particular time without schools and childcare, it, it's not as viable to leave your spouse, you know, male or female to take care of kids and maybe work at home. So we're seeing whole families hop in the car, especially at Sand Valley, drive up. You know, the kids can hike, explore the sand dunes. The golfers in the family can play for two to four hours and have a great family experience. So that's also something that's super rewarding is seeing multi-generations of golfers or people who just love the outdoors getting to experience kind of these outdoor recreational areas. So you mentioned families. I've got a 15 and a half year old daughter who plays on the high school golf team. What are you doing to get young golfers involved? Uh, great question. So one of the things at, at Bandon that started, I want to say three, four, five years ago, we have a junior Bandonista program that runs from Mother's Day through the end of July. And juniors, it's either below 21 or 18, I can follow up, play for free with their parent. So you could bring your 15-year-old daughter and stay for as many days as you want. She's going to play free the entire time. There's a special, you know, goodie bag that she'll get. Um, one of the ways, you know, we want to pay it forward and get the next generation super excited. Um, so that's probably most compelling for guests. You know, I think the other is junior caddies at Sand Valley. We've had as many as hundred junior caddies, uh, you know, looping around the links in any given summer. That's how my dad got introduced to the game. So those are just two of the ways we want, we want juniors, um, coming our way. I think that's a fantastic gesture on your part and you know we do need to get more young people involved in golf and and frankly outdoors away from video games and screens and and things like that so you know the fact that you're allowing juniors to play for free with a, a parent or an adult that's that's a really incredible way to get people involved in golf young people involved in golf so thanks for that Absolutely. No, we, we love seeing the families come out. And if uh, you and your daughter are interested, we'd love to see you guys come on down to Bannon. Yeah, I think we're going to take you up on that. We we both need to work on our game a little bit, but uh, I, I know she would love uh, Sheep Ranch as well. So more exciting news for Bandon. U.S. Amateur is coming to Bandon Dunes in August. Yeah. Tell our audience about the courses that will be – uh, in play at the Bannon Dunes Golf Resort for U.S. Amateur and just overall how that's going to work for you guys. But that's a great feather in your cap. Yeah, I appreciate that. My dad has always thought of the U.S. Amateur as the fifth major. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, since he grew up caddying, he always you know idolized some of the, the 
amateurs back in the 1920s and 30s who had caddied and went on to win amateur events. So for us, this is really the, the pinnacle of our of our hosting potential, let's say, at, at Bannon Dunes. So a dream come true, certainly for him and for a whole family. Um, the tournament will be held. The stroke play begins on both Bandon Trails and Bandon Dunes. And then when it whittles down, I think, Super 64-32 to match play, it'll transition exclusively to Bandon Dunes. Um, so we're, we're hoping that you can picture the 16th hole of Bandon Dunes, the par four playing south. You know, with three to play, if a lot of matches are tight, there's the question, do you go for the green? If you're behind, you play it safe. So we think there's going to be a lot of drama on that 16th hole, but I think both courses will be great tests for these amateurs who are just incredible golfers. What will, you, will your role be uh, during U.S. Amateur? Are you just going to sit and enjoy it? Do you have a formal role? What are you going to be doing? I do not have a formal role. So I, I'm currently planning on uh, being there and, and welcoming all the participants uh, as best I can and enjoying, you know, watching great golf. Our, our team on the ground, again, you know, led by our GM, Don Crow, and Jeff Simons, Director of Operations, have been planning uh, this for 18-plus months. They've done a, a ton of incredible work. So we're hoping by that point the event just unfolds and everybody there can enjoy a great U.S. Amateur. What if we're still in COVID? Uh, have you guys figured out yet if there's going to be spectators allowed or would it be limited? Because, again, you know, to me, it's, you're on a huge golf course. It seems like you'd be able to spread out a little bit, but maybe the U.S. Amateur says no spectators. How does that unfold? Yeah, that came up as a big question mark, you know, right in mid to late March, let's say, and something we wanted to keep a close eye on. Um, really early on, we engaged with the USGA, who is really all over um, safety and health precautions. You know, they're borrowing from other major sports and industries and the PGA Tour and have their own practices. And then we're also engaging with our, you know, local, regional and state government officials. So I feel very confident the tournament will be held. There may be certain differences, you know, typically um, one of the things that makes it so special is the camaraderie that comes out of welcome dinners and special events. Mm-hmm. So are those going to look a little different? Probably. But the event will be held, and I think it's just some of those details around the edges that we might have to tweak in order to you know, be compliant and, most importantly, keep everybody safe and healthy. Well, I hope it all works out great. And, you know, like you said, those are two great courses that they'll get to play on. And, and what a feather in the cap of Band Dunes. Before I let you go, this is selfish question for me. And, and I've got some friends who are Bandanistas. So I got to ask you while I have you on, is there any future development at Band and Dunes? Cause, you know, look, Sheep Ranch was kind of the thing that everyone knew. They're like, all right. Eventually, they're probably going to develop Sheep Ranch and turn it into a full-blown course. But, you know, is there going to be more lodging? Will there be more restaurants? Is there any more room for golf development? That is an excellent question. So, you know, I think as it relates to golf, will there be another 18-hole course on property? I'd say it's highly unlikely. There are some sites for a nine-hole course, a par three course, some of which have been routed over the years so that could always you know potentially happen but as it as it relates to 18 hole golf courses probably not i think sheep ranch is really the final exclamation point most likely um 
with the course though, you know, from a business perspective, we're always looking at metrics of kind of uh, room nights or the number of rooms and guests to golf courses or golf holes and what that ratio should be. So having not opened new rooms, um, you know, that ratio has been skewed a little bit. So we're, we're in the process of developing uh, at least 24 new rooms right by Lily Pond. They're going to be large king single rooms. Um, and we may add even more potentially up by the old Mac clubhouse site, though this is all kind of preliminary. So that's on the rooms front. We definitely need rooms over the next one, two, three years. And with that, going back to some of those metrics that we track, we're, we're going to need more food and beverage capacity. So we've kicked around a barbecue concept. We've kicked around a steakhouse concept. Mm. Um, we'd love to hear from you and, and your followers in any way we can, what they want to see, uh, different or additional. Um, and we also have some fun, you know, new amenities like outdoor hot tubs with cold plunges, uh, just tying into the brand of you're there to play golf. These allow you to get back to neutral, get your muscles, you know, back to neutral and ready and back on the links the next day. Rest so, and recovery. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so I, I think keep an eye out for those in the next six, 12, 18 months. We're really excited to, uh, to release those to the public soon. Now that's great. And you know, if you want my quick suggestions, it's interesting. Sheep Ranch is at the far part of the property, obviously. So obviously some food options down there, but I'm going to give another part of the scouting report. If you go play Sheep Ranch, you already know this, but I'm giving this to my listeners. If you go play Sheep Ranch, have the breakfast burrito, which is the best breakfast burrito I've ever had. It has egg, corned beef, some potato, some really amazing salsa in it. It was just one of the best things I've eaten. So, you know, I love the sit down steakhouses and, and, you know, some of the other, uh, restaurants that you have on, uh, campus there. But I also love little items like the breakfast burrito that I think you guys do a great job with. And like I said earlier, that's one of the charming things about Bannon and Dunes is it's not just great golf. You guys do everything at a premium there. Well, we, we appreciate that. You know, we realize people on property are somewhat of a captive audience. We want to make sure they feel, you know, not like they're being gouged, but that we're, we're respecting them and, uh, and delighting them along the way. So I'm glad you noticed that. Chris Kaiser, the VP of operations and finance at Dream Golf. You can find Bandon Dunes on Line at bandondunesgolf.com. They're on Twitter at bandondunesgolf. I'm telling you, uh, all their courses are outstanding. Sheep Ranch is my favorite course that I've played as a public course. It is absolutely spectacular. So I invite everyone to, uh, try and get to the Oregon coast and go play one of the Bandon Dunes courses. Chris, thanks again and best of luck with the U.S. Amateur. I'm going to be following that closely. Brian, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate the opportunity. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. If you're working from home now like I am, you still need to look professional. Many of us are doing Zoom conferences or FaceTime calls with business associates. That's why I turn to my Mizzen and Main dress shirts. I need to look good from the waist up, but I also want to be comfortable. Mizzen and Main is like athletic wear disguised as a dress shirt, making them great for comfort while working from home. It's a shirt that has worked for thousands of customers, including hundreds of professional athletes like J.J. Watt and Phil Mickelson. 
Head on over to MizzenandMain.com and use promo code SBR to get $10 off your dress shirt. That's MizzenandMain.com code SBR. Guess what? Mizzen and Main also makes super comfortable wrinkle-free pants and shorts, so you can check those out as well. Head on over to MizzenandMain.com, use promo code SBR to get $10 off your next purchase. That's MizzenandMain.com, code SBR. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. Thanks to our friends from Boingo Wireless, CBDMD, and Mizzen in Maine. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. This and every SBR podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and your favorite listening app. Follow Sports Business Radio on Facebook, Twitter at SB Radio, Instagram at Sports Business Radio, and online at SportsBusinessRadio.com. Sports Business Radio is produced by Brian Griggs and Griggs Productions. GriggsProductions.com.